Welcome to episode 188 of KapowCast. You make it sound so official. I do. <laughs> I am Mike, back from wherever you guys may have said I was. <laughs> we actually told the truth. We said you were in jail. Oh. Now you have to introduce yourself to the neighborhood. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, and of course, here's uh, Tony Vance. Hello. And Jeff Jefferson. Hello. Hi, guys. How are you? Hey, it's Pretty great to have good. you back. I'm, I was really sad that I missed the Joker review and I wasn't here to defend uh, my side. To defend not liking it? <laughs> not liking the movie. In our defense, we did say that... Uh, um, I think that, I, Didn't we say that we thought you, you wouldn't yeah, like it? That yeah, that you were going to hate it. Hate is a strong word. Unentertained, I will say. <laughs> uh, I would say, like I said before we recorded, I, it was a mediocre movie with a strong performance from Mr. Hakeem Phoenix. Hakeem? Hakeem Phoenix. <laughs> Hakeem Phoenix. Hakeem Phoenix. Um, but it was a very, I mean, yeah, it was what it was. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I have no sense in getting into like good rock talk. Man. Yeah. No sense in getting into like a full fledged review. I'm pretty sure you guys covered everything you could possibly cover last week, including the cinematography. We and, did. Yeah. We talked highly of the cinematography. Very highly. Very long, very long winded. Uh, Probably more about that than the actual movie. I, th- I, th- I think so. <laughs> I think there was a lot of talk about the cinematography over the actual story. And, <laughs> Although well, I mean, stuff. you can explain the plot in five minutes. Yes. So. Yeah. Mm. It would have been a very short review if we just ran on the plot alone. <laughs> yeah. Visually, though, it was stunning. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> That'll do it for this show. Uh, <laughs> no, no. Today we're going to talk about uh, the comic collapse of the 90s. Part two. Uh, take two, if you will. <laughs> uh, this was an episode we tried doing a couple years ago. Back in the 90s, actually, when it Back first happened. Back in the happened. 90s. And um, it it, uh, it was lost. We had some technical difficulties. There were some difficulties, and it was lost to the annals of time. Annals? <laughs> yep. Got lost in the anus of time. Uh, that's happened to me before. Uh, but before we, we talk about that stuff. Next time I leave, that's where I want to go. We got to the anus of time? We can get lost in the annals of time. We got some other stuff to talk about. Um, first and foremost, uh, I was uh, lucky or fortunate enough. I don't know how you want to say it. I went to Ace Comic Con yeah. uh, over my my honeymoon vacay, and it was my first Comic Con really outside of Motor City. Really? Yeah. You've never been to anything besides no. Motor City? Wow. Um, and I was really, really excited for it because you, you see the ads on Facebook for Ace, and you see like the guests they get, and you're thinking- They land like, big guests. This is, you know, this is a big time con. Like, big time. Big stuff going on. Like- <laughs> Let's, let's get it going. Yeah. Let's get it started. Um, in here. In here. <laughs> so um, it was a very nice convention center. First thing I, when I walk in is they have like a booth where you can, like for $10, you can get your picture taken in the Batmobile uh, on your cell phone. And I was like, sold. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, and, uh, or you could pay $20 to get a professional one done standing next to it. And I'm like, no. <laughs> Wait, standing next to it? That's yeah. the only, okay. But it's a professional, that. you know. Yeah, I get it. Professional. So, so I was like, no, I'm going to take the 20 or the $10 and do reckon sit in there. My, yeah, my, steal it. My personal opinion on that thing, uh, that whole ordeal is at comic cons with that kind of stuff. Like don't, don't buy the professional one. No, just, just take it, your cell phone. Cause yeah. it's the same quality at that uh, perspective. It's not like you're getting a, nice little edit or anything of that yeah. nature. And they had uh, the 501st was there. Star of course Wars. They were. So we got some pictures <laughs> taken with like the, the Wookiees there. And I saw those. So it was a really strong start. And like, then we were, we made our way to artist alley. It was kind of all right. And then, you know, we went to the exhibitors, which I was really excited for, which is like all the vendors and stuff like that. Cause I was like, I'm gonna get some fucking toys. <laughs> like that's, you know, <laughs> my big thing. 
And no. the first booth I see was a Marvel Legend booth, which actually I'd seen a picture of the day before that had a Havoc Polaris two pack, the 90s two pack. And I was like, oh, yes, 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 yes. And they had already sold them. All. <laughs> of course they did. They already sold all three of them uh, the day before. And so we kind of make our we make our way through the con floor and it's starting to set in. I'm like, this isn't really that much different than Motor City. No. <laughs> like this is if anything, it's almost smaller. Really? In size wise? Than Motor City. You, yeah. Okay. And like the. This is like the amount of exhibitors and stuff like that. Like the artist alley at Motor City is much larger. No mm-hmm. kidding. Okay. And the exhibitors, it was kind of a mixed bag. Like I told, I told John this. I want to say there was around anywhere from in total eight to nine booths of like toys, collectibles, stuff like that. Total? total of those booths. About five or six of them were nothing but pops. Uh, like I'm talking not just like, oh, that's kind of a lot of pops. Like, no, nothing, nothing but pops. Ah, uh, I hate those. Yeah. Wall, you know, wall to wall, every ounce of shelf, nothing but pop figures. I I, I grew so angry like just because I was like, I look at stuff. I'm like, it's all fucking pops. That's all it is. <laughs> just see them going into a whirlwind tornado, there was, throwing pops everywhere. Like two or three booths that had a good selection of Marvel Legends. One of them was grossly overpriced, like really? ridiculous. You are in Chicago too. You have to remember that. Right. But everything is grossly overpriced well, in Chicago. Yeah. So then I got really excited because they had, so a little bit of a backstory, Marvel, uh, Marvel Legends, they had released a, it was like the 80s slash early 90s Cyclops with like the all blue suit with the yellow trunks. Hell yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. The headpiece and all that. And Dark Phoenix, it was a two pack, but it was a Toys R Us exclusive. Uh-huh. And that kind of came out when everything was going down with Toys R Us. So it became a very hard thing to find. Got it. So I, I kind of like I pulled it like I struggled to pull this thing off the top shelf because I wanted to see I wanted to see how much it was. And I'm like looking at it like the guy obviously noticed I was looking for the price because I'm flipping around. He's like, yeah, that one's 200. And I was Jesus. like, oh, my God. I'm like trying to put it back. I'm like, I can't reach the guys. Comes to but I was like, yep, yep. Yeah, you will. And I, <laughs> I just walked away. <laughs> Um, $200. $200 for two six inch figures. Holy Jesus. shit. Or, yeah, six inch figures. Like just regular run of the mill. Like, granted, like even on eBay, if you look them up, they're going for like $100. Yeah. Which I still think is astronomical and I refuse to pay that much. But for a Marvel Legend, I would never pay yeah. that much. I, I find it hard to even pay like 40 bucks on mm-hmm. rare ones. Like, I'm just like, ah, no, I'm good on I'm good on this. So the and then uh, we went to a there was a booth. It was one of the first booths we hit that had hot toys. Mm-hmm. They had a few. They had like the Justice League Flash. They had a Wonder Woman. They had the uh, first Avengers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the first Avengers Black Widow. Um, Wait, they had an Arkham oh, oh, okay. City Batman. Oh, that's cool. Oh, yeah, that would have been that one. They had a bunch of like uh, Mezco 112 stuff, yeah. like all kinds of things. And it kind of was going back and forth on the the Wonder Woman. I'm like, you know what? I, maybe. And like we kept kind of going back. And I kept looking. And like it's still there. Flash was gone. Still there. And finally, like we go back over there. I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm I might do it. And it was at that point, I realized that they had a Mondo Batman. Yeah. And I was like, oof. Now I'm torn. <laughs> so like I'm torn. Like all Natalie and yeah. <laughs> and so like you know how, you know make it on the floor. <laughs> You know how these uh, naked on the con floor. <laughs> you know how these That's vendors. How he went to jail. You know how these vendors at these places can be. They want to make a sale. Yeah. And they think that they're like the fucking know all end all. Yeah, I hate it. <laughs> oh yeah. And so I'm I'm looking at the Wonder Woman and stuff's like, why don't you? Because I think they were selling her for like three hundred, three hundred even. Okay. And I was like, That's not. That's not terrible. No. Uh, so Saiso does have a deluxe Wonder Woman though. So Steph's like, well, why don't you look it up, look it up on eBay and see what it's going for. Uh-huh. And I was like, that's a good idea. <laughs> so I look it up and I realize even though it says Justice League Wonder Woman, it's the the comic version where like her, her outfit's done in like more common accurate colors, uh, like very bright blues uh-huh. and reds and stuff like that. And like, oh man, I don't think I want that, you know? And, and the guy comes up and he's like, oh, what are you guys looking for? And, you know, I kind of tell him what's going on and <laughs> He's like, well, you know, let me tell you something about this Wonder Woman one. You know, 
Uh, I was like, well, yeah, I know it's like comic colors. And I was, I was trying to get around like, I don't really want. He's like, well, it's not comic. It's Linda Carter. And you know, like the old show. So that's it's like that. I'm like, okay, it's okay, <laughs> well, all right. And he's like, well, what else? What, what else are you thinking about getting? I was like, well, I was like you guys got the Mondo Batman over there for 125, which you know is a little more. He's like, you like Batman? I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Was like, Here's this Arkham uh, Hot Toy yep. Batman. Yep. Yeah. What an asshole. And I look and it's $500. <laughs> Jesus. Oh my God. $500. And he's like, but here, he's like, so you like Batman, right? He's like, you know, Kevin Conroy. I'm like, of course I fucking know Kevin Conroy. <laughs> Who do you think like, you're yes. talking to? And he's like, check this out. And he opens it up. And on the inside, it's signed. Uh, the inside of the box is signed by Kevin Conroy. Wait, the Arkham City one? Yeah. Oh. Okay. And he's like, check it out. He's like, and this is the only one he signed. I'm like, you, you can't fucking know. Yeah. That. <laughs> you can't possibly know. Here, okay, man. You got to remember this for the next time this happens. Cause I don't think you did it. Ask him for the, uh, Letter of authenticity. Yeah. Does he, did he have it? I didn't, but no. I, yeah. I always ask. Regardless, I knew $500 wasn't, wasn't happening. There was yeah. a, there was a hot toy at Motor City of, um, who was it? One of the Avengers. I think it might've been a cap one that was signed by, um, you know, that one guy that played him. Chris Evans. <laughs> and, uh, the, the guy had it on display and I was like, do you have the, uh, letter of authenticity for this? And he goes, what, what? And I go, yeah, like anybody can forge a signature like where's your letter of authenticity right where's your proof that this is actually signed by chris evans he's like i don't have any i go then why would i ever pay this price because it was like it was like fifteen hundred dollars yeah jeez i was like i was like and anybody that you get to is a fucking dupe well this guy looked dumbfounded the thing that was funny is like clearly the guy was like oh i I could i have somebody here who's trying to decide whether he wants to spend 125 or 300 so obviously i'm gonna want him to pay a 300 yeah but little did they know like i know about all this shit yeah like i'm not some uh johnny come lately yeah and that's some (laughs) rando coming off the street that doesn't know anything like you're not a filthy casual yeah (laughs) like there's one thing i know i know my one six collectibles and and stuff like that and i was just like no no i'm just gonna take the mondo batman which which was a great deal 125 that's 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 retail price that's a nice figure too it's yeah it's retail price so i was happy with it um we waited in line six hours total for our photo ops i will never do multiple photo op like four photo ops <laughs> one day ever again because that was fucking nerve-wracking yeah because they have them all scheduled out by groups mm-hmm. so it's like group one at this time group two at this time and like next thing you know like stuff's like overlapping overlapping um yep. tom holland he was our first one he was about 15 20 minutes late to his fucking madonna <laughs> so like that kind of like got us started to fall behind so then the next one we had to bounce over to was jake gyllenhaal which that one wasn't too bad yeah the brie larson one for some reason that was super behind hers was supposed to be at four and then we had chris hemsworth at 4 30 uh-huh. we were able to run over and get our chris hemsworth done and then came back to, wow. brie, larson. to brie larson and wow. the thing is is like that one got so messed up like brie larson and uh, tessa thompson had a panel that they were doing oh. and they have like screens while you're waiting online like of the panels oh that's cool and like you're watching this guy he's on stage trying to stall and it's like the most fucking painfully awkward thing because <laughs> he's stalling he's waiting for them to, to be ready to come up but they're i don't know what tessa thompson was doing but brie larson was trying to get through her photo ops yeah and so he's like he's like don't worry he's like up oh, three minutes and it's like 10 minutes later and it's still stalling he's like answering asking all these random questions <laughs> to people in the crowd and i'm like so what do you guys like uh, superhero movies <laughs> what uh, this was a legit question you like the x-men oh, so uh which x-men character has razor sharp claws <laughs> well um actually there are several including but not excluding wolfman and wolverine <laughs> and x-23 Sabretooth was a member of the x-men you know you get, you get so i mean that the i mean if anybody's ever done photo ops you know what they are you don't ever get like real one-on-one yeah. time 
Um, the only way you can really get one-on-one time I've discovered is if you have like a baby or a child with you. Yeah. That's sometimes. the only way you really get any. Otherwise, it's just kind of like. This is where he breaks it to say he's, he's going to have a kid now. Um, <laughs> just to get closer to Chris Hemsworth. Makes sense. I would have the, done the same thing. I, me too. Probably the best one was like we went into the Jake Gyllenhaal one and Stephanie wanted him to do like his really big eye look. She's like, I wanted him to do the weird eye thing. I'm like, well, you can't tell the man like, hey, do the weird eye hey, do thing. The weird, hey, weird eye. <laughs> <laughs> hey, weird eye straight guy. I was like, like trying to like tell him to do like a, like a surprise look, which actually kind of backfired because he didn't really do it. But like. So like we go in there and she's like, hey, she's like, so can you act surprised? And he was like, act surprised? Yeah. And I was, I laughed. I was like, you just asked the actor if, if he could act surprised. surprised. Oh, gee, I don't know. <laughs> surprised? Was, was she looking for him to do the bubble boy? Like, I don't know. There's look? some there's some weird meme of him with like a, like an avocado or something like that. And he's like, has like these really big, weird, big eyes. Like, I'll have to look this up. I she no should have just showed him a picture and said, can you do this? Yeah. <laughs> But it was, look at me like you look at this avocado. <laughs> I, I got to hand it to her because like the two that we actually like were able to do like any kind of pose with, which was Hemsworth and Gyllenhaal. Yep. She was the one that like stepped up and like asked. I don't think I could have done it. <laughs> <laughs> My buddy Josh, like I said, went to Ace 2. We're talking the other night and he's talking about Hemsworth. I was like, dude, it's not a doubt in my mind. If I got near the man. I turned gay for him in a second. <laughs> I was like, he is just a thing of God. It's, like he's just a, an amazing looking man. He's a specimen. <laughs> it's, uh, what's the word? It's, it catches you off guard when you see how big he actually is. <laughs> he's like six, three, isn't he? Yeah. He's a big dude. Like with like, um, with, with Joan Hall, uh, Brie Larson and Tom Holland, it was kind of funny. Cause like they're all around, well, maybe not Jake Joan Hall, but like the other two, especially were like around my height. Mm-hmm. I think actually I'm actually taller than Tom Holland. Boy, wow. I would hope so. He's only like 22, ain't he? Well, he stopped growing around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's not a, he's not a crocodile. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's a That's spider. Why he's still growing. <laughs> he molts, well, you don't know. He molts he's, and his shell gets bigger. He's, he's, he's from across the pond. They might grow different. Over That's there. true. <laughs> Never thought about that. All their tea and stuff. But it's, it's kind of funny. Like uh, different diets. <laughs> They're always like, like with Tom Holland, they were like, uh, you know, uh, and for most of the uh, photo ops, they're like, oh, you know, no hugs. You know, if you hug, that counts as your, your pose. So that counts as your photo. That's um, shitty. That's dumb as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, like Steph's been, she did photo ops for like Supernatural and that's how it is there too. Really? Yeah. Um, I've never had that at Motor City with the photo ops I've done. They're like, they'll usually like have some rules or like, oh, you know, so-and-so like, uh, like with Tom Holland, they were like, uh, no, uh, no shaking hands, no high fives. He'll, he'll fist bump. And I was like, oh. We got a germaphobe here. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Which, to be fair, like, I probably would be too. If I was At meeting a con with all these gross pe- neck beards. <laughs> <laughs> if I was, like, you got to think about how many people they're taking pictures with and signing autographs for. Like, oh, yeah. That's yeah. a lot of fucking human contact. And then I started thinking about it even more. I'm like, that has to be exhausting. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, God. Yeah. Like, I, I noticed in, like, our, our Brie Larson photo, I'm like, she looks really tired. <laughs> she just looks tired. <laughs> well, that's, what, that's like when people complain about, like, interactions with these people. I'm just like, they literally have taken thousands upon thousands of photos, greeted a bunch of people had many conversations all day. Don't blame like that's that's kind of rude to be like, oh well my interaction sucked with uh right so like I so. wasn't able to have like a conversation with them. Like literally there is hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds on hundreds of people getting their photos done. If they allowed it like two minutes for every person, they would never, never. get through them and it would be more of a disaster than it was. Weird, isn't it? Yeah. Like uh, a few years ago we were bitching and complaining about Stan Lee's interaction. Yeah. And now we're just like, well we get it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what clicked in the few years that have passed. We, we started to think about it, like the long term of it. Like it's really easy to sit there and be like, well, why didn't he talk to me? Yeah. <laughs> but when you think about it and you see like the lay of the land, you're like, oh, 
Oh. <laughs> so needless to say, I was glad we didn't end up doing Tessa Thompson that day because that would have been just a fucking nightmare to try to get all that stuff done. But um, it was cool. But like I said, I think comparison wise, it was no different than Motor City besides the guest. Yeah. Well, like, that, that's kind of what it was summed up in uh, in the groups and stuff that I was seeing was basically it's not a con. It's a media guest con. Yeah. And that's, I mean, the main reason like they have, they're able to get like the kind of truck they have and the, you know, guests they get, but it's, like, it was like Motor City with actually almost smaller than Motor City. Yeah. I would, uh, from what you're telling me, I don't know if I would fully enjoy myself because I usually go to Motor City for more of like the, the buying experience, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. You know, go see what I can find, the treasures in the trove, if you will. So I, and I'm definitely, I, like, there's not many of those guests that I would have bought a photo op with because they're just too expensive. I was um, lucky enough to run into uh, Susan Strange or former sideshow susan she used to work for sideshow yeah and that was actually kind of funny because we were walking and like i like see her in like the corner of my eye i'm like is that and she like noticed that i noticed her <laughs> because she's looking at me and i'm like <laughs> and i walk over and i'm like susan strange she's like yeah i'm like oh hey like i i recognize you from the groups i'm in you know and just kind of told her then like we told her that we were on our honeymoon and she was like oh i love nerdy honeymoons what you know we told her everything <laughs> we done she was she was a super nice lady she was really nice and then she even commented on her photo and all that in our uh, Facebook oh, nice. page. Yeah. Yeah. So that was that was really cool. Uh, but it was a good experience. Did I she mean, like the page? I don't know. <laughs> I, it was a really cool experience. Um, I think if I were to do it, I would do, you know, maybe two two photo ops one day to another, maybe do a multiple day thing. But yeah, yeah. as far as the thing that kind of sucked is our photo ops didn't start till one thirty. We got there at 10. By 11.30, we had pretty much made our way around the entire like exhibit section. Uh-huh. And then like at one point we were just sitting there just waiting. But yep. So that was... My experience at Ace Comic Con in, in, Yay. in uh, where was it? Rosemont. What? Rosemont, Illinois. It wasn't actually in Chicago. But. What? Well, that's that's cheap. Is Motor City Comic Con not really in Detroit? No. No. <laughs> it's a considerable drive away from Detroit, actually. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's probably what, like an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. For sure. Easy. Easy peasy. Easy. Lemon squeezy. <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> oh, what else is going on in the world of uh, this? superhero genre that we so lovely I don't know you're back that's your job I know <laughs> uh, we had some recent casting news in the Batman yes I don't know if you guys saw this we did Zoe Kravitz has been cast as Catwoman I heard she's the stepdaughter of Jason Momoa yeah she is and she's Lenny Kravitz's kid yeah which is crazy right yeah it is I liked her uh, she didn't have that many lines but I liked her in Mad Max Fury Road she was also in oh, uh, she was X-Men in First Class as Angel I wasn't believe. she in Harry Potter or maybe something probably she gets around I think she's had <laughs> she's had a lot of like bit roles yeah, yeah. Um, I, I I feel nothing for this casting <laughs> like, I'm like you know what cool I hope she does well like, yeah, I, that's, I, yeah I don't I don't feel one way or the other right I don't I don't I haven't seen enough of her work to form an opinion uh, one way or the other uh, right. I just hope she does good well, her stepdad's Aquaman and her dad is the guy from uh, Hunger Games and her mom was on the Cosby <laughs> show <laughs> oh <laughs> so you're telling me there's a possibility that Bill might be her dad <laughs> dear god <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Can't say I'm wrong. There's just a long <laughs> list of um, crazy castings that have happened for this movie. I mean, I still haven't heard any official word on the, the Jonah Hill front or. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Patui. The uh, what was the other one? Um, the guy from Westworld. Uh, Ed Harris for Commissioner Gordon. Oh, oh, the um, yeah, what's his name? The guy who played Bernard in Westworld. I think he'd be a good choice. There was also the rumor that uh, the guy that was in Doctor Strange that played uh, what's his face, Baron Modo. Yeah, Modo. Is Modo. Supposed, there's a rumor that he's, he's Baron. Mo, was it Mordo? Mordo. Mordo. Yeah. There you go. He's he's Why? he's rumored to possibly be cast as the Riddler. Ooh. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so are they going like all like, genres? Uh, well, um, I was gonna say, are they going like all black? No, because there's Robert Pattinson. Well. He's, he's 
he's whiter than white. Aside from Robert Patson. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, is Gotham City like Harlem in the 1970s Maybe. or something? <laughs> I don't know. They're, 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 also, they're also casting all the black people as villains. <laughs> I don't know if anybody else Back is to like, jail where you belong. <laughs> I don't know if anybody else has really figured that out yet, but wow, you're not kidding. Well, no, Commissioner Gordon. Commissioner Gordon, yeah. Okay, there you go. Well, he's Jonah the, Hill's not black. There's the exception to the rule. <laughs> he's just really weird. Jonah Hill's not black. Jonah Hill's not human. <laughs> he's a reptilian. <laughs> <laughs> so is he playing Clayface? Have we figured that out? <laughs> Jonah Hill. Yeah, live yeah. action. No CG no required. CG. <laughs> yeah, but you beat me to it. Take that, poor Jonah Hill. Mm-mm-mm. Why does everyone hate him so much? Like, I'm not saying I don't hate him. He turned into a fucking prick all of a sudden. He's turned into a very pretentious prick. He started hanging around Joaquin Phoenix. Ah. He did fucking Moneyball. He got nominated for Wolf an Oscar. Of Wall Street. Oh, yeah. There's um, Wolf of Wall Street, which none of these performances were like, oh my God. No, no. He was, I was telling Jeff, he was on like some night sh- night talk show, like Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel, mm-hmm. Jimmy Jacobs, Jimmy Johnson. I don't know, like <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy Jones. Jimmy Joe's. Uh, one show, and he was telling him how the Jimmy's. Like, <laughs> you see, and this was like one of his like first like really weird like when he came out he had like all these tattoos and like lost weight and he was mm-hmm. like oh you know people just kind of I just kind of kept being what people expected me to be and I finally decided I needed to be me and be happy for me and I'm like Ooh. oh no I was like oh no this is never good <laughs> being happy for yourself is never <laughs> good for your career it's never <laughs> I should it's never good when a comedic uh, actor or actress gets on this weird like self discovery kick yeah of like <laughs> still doesn't sound much better <laughs> you can't be mentally healthy you're a comedian but it makes himself Correct. mentally unhealthy it's what it is like just get out just get with the yuck yucks all right yeah <laughs> like jim carrey like make me laugh on fat boy <laughs> you ever hear jim carrey go on some of his like oh god oh i love them they're so <laughs> out there sometimes and if they, if they start normal then they get really out there by the end he was on, like man that was cool yeah. i'm sure he was on bill maher once <laughs> oh i'm sure he was uh, did he tell bill maher off no no i'm surprised actually yeah, hey um uh <laughs> did you guys hear <laughs> You take one week off yeah. and you're rusty as fuck. Yeah, I, he's all jet lagged. <laughs> Even though he drove. Yeah, we were in a car for 47 hours. Come on. I don't know how long. It was. 147 hours. Yeah. Chopped our arms off. Um, did you guys hear? I have it all on video. Well, of course you heard. Because I sent you, I sent you guys the link of uh, Kevin Feige now <laughs> having pretty much what looks to be almost c- complete creative control yeah, over not just MCU, all things Marvel. He's the godfather. Which is probably for the best, in my opinion. Yeah, I would think so, too. I mean, is it for the best, or is he spreading himself too thin? No, if he has if he has a creative overlook of everything, then I think that's like maybe taking away some of the stuff he was doing before. Hmm. Hmm. Um, I don't know. I can see what you're saying. Like, uh, hopefully it won't detract from the MCU films, but they have to do something with the comics. The sales still aren't good at all, and the writing is just all over the place. I've been hearing good things about some of the books. Yeah, me too. The, hearing, the ones where they're in, uh, where they're on fl- flying horses, they're supposed to be really good. Uh, I, haven't, I don't know about that one. Where they fight ice giants. I've heard um, Absolute Carnage. Of course. Is, it's, is it's a symbiote. Pretty book. good. And I've heard the X-Men books have been pretty uh, pretty entertaining, which is something that you haven't really associated <laughs> with X-Men books. And, or movies. Or movies in quite some time. Basically anything X-Men related for yeah, the most part no in the past. Like, that isn't merchandise like, or action figures. Yeah. Um, usually the, the Carnage books do pretty good, like Carnage USA. And so there's no surprise to me there because Carnage USA was fantastic. And then whatever the one before that one was, was great. Um, doesn't this one have two carnages where one is Norman Osborn and he thinks he's carnage and then there's actually carnage. I have no idea because I, I haven't read any of it. It's supposed to be pretty weird. I'm all for it because it's a symbiote. So you're a sucker for those symbiotes. I am. Huh? I love aliens. <laughs> 
I was yeah. all about Area 51 until I realized <laughs> there would be way more guns than I thought there would be. Did you see they announced that uh, Scream is going to be in Venom 2? Hell yeah. Really? That's yeah. cool. That's uh, from, so uh, from the horror good. movie Scream? Yes, Ghostface. Yeah, Ghostface. Ghostface. Tell me, Venom, do you like scary movies? <laughs> I like lobsters. <laughs> well, I don't know. Uh, weed is for the people. <laughs> it's the people's weed. Uh, That's Jonah God. Hill making uh, a Woody Harrelson impression. Oh my God, we're in so many... <laughs> Too many layers. Too many, so many layers in that yeah. one. We hit, Almost, the, we hit the bean dip layer. <laughs> it's the yummy layer. Um, yeah, I mean, I just, I worry that, you know, when someone's so focused on one area, then you divide their attention into multiple um, areas and avenues that the product that made them, you know, so strong to begin with is then going to suffer because they're diverting their attention to all these other avenues. I don't know. I think that if it actually becomes a detracting factor, he'll just say, you know what? Fuck these comic books. <laughs> I'm done. Well, I've also, shit. Wasn't there also a report a few weeks ago that he was also going to oversee stuff for Star Wars? Really? And Lucasfilm. Yeah, I heard they, that. They could use that. And it's like... <laughs> Is everybody, I mean, at this point, everybody just sees Kevin Feige and they're just like, take this shit and make yeah, it good. Yeah. Make it, make it profitable, please. Make we it tried it ourselves. We can't do it. <laughs> We're not sure how to do this. And I guess it's really a, a way to, to test if he's a, a one trick pony or if he does have like three some, tricks, some secret recipe, Colonel's recipe <laughs> that he, uh, you know, uses to make all this stuff, this MCU so um, successful. Although the MCU isn't cinema, he, according to some people. Do you think that he has the capability and the possibility of taking up the reins of being the next Stan Lee of the Marvel Universe? I don't know. Stan Lee That's, was as much a brand ambassador as he was. Uh, yeah, right. Because like most of his contributions ended in the 90s as to where, you yeah. know, like decision making. He started taking more of a backseat in the 90s. And he became more of a, I don't want to say mascot because that kind of makes it sound cheap. Yeah. <laughs> brand ambassador. Yeah, yeah. He was the I, face. The face. Yeah, and yeah. Then, yeah. He would, you know, he would host like the Fantastic Four cartoon, and yeah, I like cameos in Spider Man, mm-hmm. the one Mallrats, yeah, yeah. the uh, the Trial of the Incredible Hulk. Although that was more in like the eighties. Yes, that was great. Was it? Was that the eighties? Maybe eighties or early nineties. I thought it. I, I'm always just. I always assume it's the early nineties, but I was also watching it in early early to mid nineties. So that's where I become confused. Hey guys. Hey. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Come with me in a time machine. All right, Puff Daddy, let's go. <laughs> Come with me <laughs> to the Fantastic Voyage. Now we're in Coolio. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Is this turning into like some sort of hip hop documentary? Yes. I guess I'm very interested. A 90s hip hop. <laughs> Uh, come with me, if you will, to this glorious <laughs> time uh, we call the 1990s. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Inner city gangs run at all time high. Hell yeah. <laughs> Saved by the Bell was everybody's favorite sitcom. Parachute yep. pants were the norm. <laughs> oh, I had a couple pair. Did you? Did you? Yeah. You're Lucky. fucking A, I did. There, mo- there were hand-me-downs. My mom said I couldn't wear them. So back in the 90s, <laughs> we all... So well, many of us. Many of us remember. Some of us were um, born. Especially like around 91, 92, uh, there started to be this new surge in comic books. Mm-hmm. Everybody was buying them. Uh, X-Men number one by Jim Lee is to this day the most, uh, the highest selling comic book of all time. Something ridiculous, like 800,000 copies or something One million stupid like that. <laughs> um, yeah. So <laughs> comics were at one point in the 90s, they were like all time high. And a lot of this had to do with people finding like action comics number one, like the first issue of Superman. Mm-hmm. And it's selling for like a ridiculous amount of money. You know, oh, I just made $100,000 off of this comic book. And people were like, well, you know what? I'm going to buy some fucking comic books. (laughs) And that's kind of where the whole and you can kind of see where the idea of this 
oh yeah became a bad idea well the thing is people don't realize it was the same thing with like star wars action figures mm-hmm. people when they were first produced they're produced for kids to play with and then throw away they were produced to be disposable and most of them were and that's why they were so rare and people didn't realize how popular it would become later and that's what makes them so valuable yes so if you hold on to one uh, you know of something that's had eight hundred thousand copies made then it's not really that big of a deal Right. Like, um, yeah, the, I completely forgot about like the Star Wars as- aspect of it. But even like with like action comics, number one, like your first like Batman, Spider-Man, stuff like that. Well, not so much Spider-Man, but like Superman and all that. Like a lot of that stuff was destroyed during like the war mm-hmm. when like they were doing. The, like, yeah. During uh, they would take all your paper and use that for the war effort. Yeah. So. And people were like, ah, get rid of these fucking funny books. Eh. <laughs> and they just throw them. <laughs> they all talked like that. Yep, it was yep. weird. Back in the day, they used to use uh, newspaper and stuff for a weather barrier inside of walls of houses. That's so crazy. Um, there's, I've seen several pictures of people that are you know they renovate the homes and then on the inside they see all the you know news articles and i've seen a couple covers of the action comics first appearance of superman and it's just like ah! <laughs> wow <laughs> i mean yeah it makes it makes total sense um and like you know comics then like people weren't treating them like collector items they were folding them up putting them in their pocket cutting out the coupons the, on the inside yeah, the mail-in for, offers for the free x-ray specs <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna look at miss jensen's jubilees <laughs> <laughs> um and so when issues for that started selling like keep like you had these um these people that saw that and they were like well jesus I'm, i want in on this action <laughs> so then they started going to comic book stores and then it, was, it became a real if you want a better example of supply and demand <laughs> this is pretty much yeah. no better example because people were buying up these issues like crazy so they kept printing more yeah mm-hmm. and comic book stores kept ordering more because they were selling so many more yeah and comic book shops didn't even really become a thing until like the 1960s 70s or 80s i think it was yeah you normally just got your comics from newsstands before that yeah mm-hmm. so then we had these there were shops open well not we i wasn't even alive yet <laughs> there's there's shops opening up with you know selling back issues and then they started selling new comics and so suddenly all kinds of comic book shops started opening and they started ordering all these issues that people were buying by the, like the handful really and it, it the the companies marvel dc didn't really help it at all either when they started re-releasing or renumbering issues as you know Ugh, they still do that x-men number one uh spider-man number one uh whatever you know or like um uh what was the venom book called in the 90s uh lethal protector yes lethal protector yeah i remember going through uh because cody had like when he lived here he had a few boxes of comics and i remember going through them and i think he had like two or three issues of number one of lethal protector really that beautiful red foil cover yeah that just screams 90s oh yeah foil covers were another big thing because they had hollow foil regular foil oh yeah gold foil silver foil trading card remember the uh x-men fatal attraction series yes or the i guess it was like x-factor there was an x-factor one an Mm -hmm. x-men wolverine and probably an x-force if i had to take a guess i would assume and they had those weird holographic cards on the sides Mm -hmm. that you like they were cool. Yeah. Oh. See, we're already falling for it again. We are. <laughs> <laughs> and there was, I mean, not only that, but there was, you know, how many different variant covers? Yes. So Too they, many. Too damn many. The companies were kind of already starting to dig themselves in these really horrible holes. Yeah. They got greedy and they're like, oh, you know, just make money. You know, it was very short-sighted in retrospect, but I, I guess in a way I can't blame them because it's hard to foresee that, you know, you probably just think the good times will last forever, you know, like kind of. See, people compare like the modern, the MCU films. Yes. Hopefully they have learned a lesson. It seems like they're reeling back, you know, pulling back with the frequency of their films. Yeah. Which I think is a good thing. A smart, a smart move. You want sustainability, which is something they didn't do in the nineties at all. Um, I had recently watched and I watched it again recently. There's a fantastic like six, seven part documentary on YouTube that you can find about the start of image comics. Mm -hmm. It's so good. And they talked to McFarlane, Jim Lee, um, Rob Layfield, tons nice. of all the people that founded Image. And so I guess I didn't know this. Apparently, a lot of people put the blame on Image Comics 
Really? First comic book collapse. Why? Because Image Comics came out and it like blew up because it had this like all-star team of artists. Yeah. And people were buying them up and suddenly they started to kind of fall behind their deadlines uh, and stuff kept getting delayed and pushed back. That doesn't and, sound like Jim Lee. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> and, but at this point people had already kind of started to sour because there was, you know, X-Men number one and how much stuff with that, like Marvel and the clone saga. And mm-hmm. then like, I think probably if I had to, if I had to point a finger at the direct, maybe full culprit of the final, the final blow, if you will, to the comic book bubble, it would probably be the death of Superman. Yeah. I could definitely see that. I remember all the variant covers they had and, you know, they had a cover with each Superman on it. It was a really actually looked really cool. I remember buying. I remember buying. Damn it! There I go. Again. <laughs> I remember buying it because that was when, after the Death of Superman. They had the Reign of the Superman. That was the one that I believe had. Yeah, the, had, yeah. had the four different covers that had like the cutout symbol, uh-huh. and each color was a each cover was a different color. There was like a blue. You opened it, and it was Cyborg Superman. I could have these reversed. Green was like Vindicator. There was one that was red. Was I think? Uh, you mean uh, Eradicator? Vindicator. Yeah, spawn. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I told you I was watching an image thing earlier, <laughs> and then there was one with like Superboy and one with um, Steel. But I remember buying all those. But like. The people, the, the line of thinking, which you, you look back and you're like, how could you be so dumb to think this is how it works? At the same time, you're like, I guess I can see your line of thinking. Yeah. The well, line of thinking was, oh, let's buy a bunch of books of the death of Superman. And I'm going to like put my kids through college. I'm going to retire <laughs> early. It's going to be fantastic. Whoops. And they bought like four or five copies. The problem was everybody yeah. bought four or five copies <laughs> and they printed tons, yeah. tons and tons and tons. And those like, I remember those like plastic foil or not foil, but there was like a plastic bag that had like the blood symbol on it. Uh-huh. Uh, like, I think you got an armband or something when you purchased it. <laughs> That's awesome. Pretty sure you can find those on eBay for relatively cheap. <laughs> Let's take a look, shall we? Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, I can get an unopened one for $20. Holy shit, man. <laughs> is college that cheap? Yes. Yes, it is. It's very cheap. <laughs> but man, I remember like Death of Superman. That was a huge deal. Historic. The fact that they were talking about that on the nightly news. Yeah, I really uh, like my parents knew about it and they don't, you know, they don't know shit about comics. They always laugh at me and say, that's nerd shit. <laughs> that's a bunch of nerd <laughs> shit. Like slap Jeff. it out of my hand and shove me into a locker. <laughs> <laughs> there, there are other culprits uh, that contributed to the, the bus that happened in about 96. Mm-hmm. But that's more on the business end of it. And I'm not going to pretend like I know or pretend to talk about it, but I just know there was a lot of weird stuff going on as far as stocks go and owners. And mm-hmm. um, it basically Marvel in the end ended up almost going bankrupt in 96. Yeah. Which you, you hear, you think of that now and you're like, what? Yeah. The juggernaut that is Marvel. What people think of Marvel is Marvel studios. Now they don't really think of it as a comic book company anymore. No, it's, it's really uh really an entertainment yep. brand at this point. It's wild. Like in a way um, I'm almost happy that the comic book crash happened because if it wasn't for that the seeds wouldn't have been sown for the modern climate of superhero films no we would have had a completely different lineup of superheroes in each one i think that the order in which we got the superheroes we got worked really well and it might have not worked out for the best if we'd gotten all the best superheroes in right away like we probably wouldn't have seen captain america in such a prominent role at all or thor and definitely not hawkeye or black widow or so many other characters guardians of the galaxy the guardian yeah we never pro- almost certainly wouldn't have seen a guardians sort of, of the galaxy uh, film them selling the rights to all these characters in 96 97 was kind of the predecessor or kind of forced them to put these other characters in a spotlight that they wouldn't have normally been gifted exactly and i'm glad that that ended up being the result thank god for bankruptcy <laughs> yeah thank god for unsustainable business practices um and i think there's a lot to say about uh, 90s comics and the extreme era that was um i personally have like a fondness of it i don't know about you okay i I love the 
I love the pouches and all the blades and the sunglasses and the big fucking hair and like Punisher 2099. Oh, it's so good. I've said a hundred times about how much I love the clone saga. Yeah, man. How much good shit came out of the clone saga. Maximum clonage. Yep. Spider side and all those goofballs. That was amazing. I want you guys. And I think it's because we grew up during it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. There's a, there's a bit of nostalgia to it. I think I didn't, I didn't even know anything happened about a collapse until I was, you know, matured. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Like I had no idea there was like a bubble that popped. Yeah. people like because i just continued to watch like, wow you know i just kind of thought about something these same people that bought all these comics in the 90s then got hit with the the housing bubble that popped on them too yeah mm-hmm. sorry sons of bitches <laughs> and people wonder why the boomers are all so bitter all the time because <laughs> they bought all these comic books <laughs> yeah. they did They're it to themselves shit. They did it to themselves. Here's the thing to always remember. If you're trying to to hop on a train of something and you think it's going to be worth money. Say it. Something has to be worth nothing before it's worth something. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So you said the Star Wars toys. Yes. They weren't designed to be worth money. Right. It just happened. Then the Power of the Force toys came out in 96, 97. Mm -hmm. Everybody bought those fucking things. (laughs) Bought bought them up, didn't open them. They're like, yes, yes, yes. I got my, I got my mate. You know, the kids are going to never starve and I'm going to put them through college. This is going to be great. (laughs) I can go to Big Ben's and buy a mint on card Luke Skywalker for eight bucks. Yep. That's I could go back and recollect every single figure from that line and not even sweat my bank account Uh (laughs) because people try to force it into a state of being worth something. And it's just, it's just not how that works. Capitalism, baby. I mean, there's the only way you could do that is if you made it a very limited run. That's the only way forced scarcity is the only way you can do it. Otherwise, if you sell it to like the amount like, Oh, we're making money selling, you know, these we might as well just make more. You're basically fleecing people that are too stupid to realize that if something's mass produced, it's not going to be worth anything unless all of them end up getting destroyed except for the one you have. So Mm -hmm. good luck. Well, and (laughs) I would say if I had to compare something most, you know, most recently, it's like the Hasbro Marvel legends. Yeah. A few years ago, they started, they released their first wave of X-Men figures, which included a rogue, which was like the first rogue figure, a nineties rogue. I'm sorry, which was the first nineties rogue and forever since the really, really bad one. (laughs) And I had seen that rogue on like pegs. I'd seen her before, like, and people posted pictures all the time. Like, Oh, here's rogue. Now it's at a point. (laughs) (laughs) Now it's at a point where it's, reached a level of scarcity mm-hmm. and suddenly now people want it because they've continued to roll out the 90s era Jim Lee and people that didn't buy it now want it right yeah but can't find it so now you go on eBay guess what you're gonna have to spend anywhere from 60 to 90 dollars on one mint on card I got mine yep. for 20 bucks <laughs> hell yeah um but it just goes to show though you don't know like you can't sit there and try to predict what's gonna be worth money it's just mm-hmm. gonna happen mm-hmm. um it's a very dangerous game to play yes for sure the odds are not in your favor they're at not all. not no, at all it's basically gambling but on the other hand you have you have companies uh that are a little wiser like I I feel like the uh higher end market collectibles hot toys and iron studios everything that's limited you know it's a, it's a casting of 5,000 or a casting of 500 or mm-hmm. well I think I think a lot of what hot toys does is is because they put their stuff up for pre-order and then the, you have X amount of time to pre-order before and I, and they, they don't sell out of pre-orders. Right. They just keep taking them. So I think... It's like a gauge. Yeah, I think they gauge like the interest so they make however many plus extra. That's how you go on the wait list. Yeah. <laughs> they make extra order if people cancel. Then you get one, but I think they only make, I think still so many to where three, four, five years, like chances are you could probably sell it for yeah. a little bit more than what you, what you originally paid for it. Bank robbery, Dark Knight Joker. I seen one for like 1200 bucks. Yeah. Uh, Avengers, Loki. I seen one for 10. Yep. The, uh, hundred, a thousand dollars. Not $10. <laughs> the, the, uh, Dark Knight DX Joker I have, like you yep. can find him for six, $700 on eBay. Wow. Can I have it? Yes. <laughs> sure can, thing, buddy. You can have have two of them. <laughs> 
You held up four fingers. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you guys think, because there's a lot to be said about comics today, uh-huh. do you think a, another comic collapse is possible, or do you think that we're just at a state now where it's so ingrained into pop culture that there's just always going to be that underline of people buying, keeping it floating, um, and it's always just going to kind of be there? Well, I mean, I don't think there's going to be a crash. I think it might be a slow death. <laughs> Um, I know that both companies have said that they're gearing up towards a uh, digital push yeah. to where it basically will ixnay actual books. Oof, oof. I mean, uh, oof. Um, actually, <laughs> DC, Big oof. weird thing, DC, uh, I read something DC said the other day that they were actually going to be using lighter weight paper uh, on weekly books and it was supposed to roll out. I feel like it was supposed to roll out a couple months from now. And uh, I, I follow an artist on Facebook who uh, I bought one of her pieces and she takes the blank covers and then creates oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. paints uh, artwork on them. She got Joker and she's been doing a bunch of Joaquin uh, Joker stills. Oh, that's cool. And she said that she actually, the these ones have been taking her longer because the uh, front covers are thinner. The papers uh, like a lot thinner. And I'm like, ugh. Yeah. That sucks. I, I have trouble keeping a regular comic book in good condition. Yeah. And it's hard because um, you get one, you get the person, it could be as simple as like going, buying your books and then somebody sliding them into the bag and it just leaves up the cover just a little bit. And you mm-hmm. don't know because 90% of people don't check the, the book in the bag when they, you know, put it in there. Hell no. I do. <laughs> I always check to make sure that there's no creasing. <laughs> um, I, I do think that the movies have helped sustain uh, what maybe not unsustainable, but have helped keep this all kind of afloat. Also, the big kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like all of us. All like, of us. Keep going us back man to the stores and us neckbeards. We keep we keep buying the books and buying the, the toys and we just refuse to grow up. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> As he pets his Godzilla. <laughs> um, if you know what you mean. <laughs> It's not a toy. <laughs> um, Depends on your outlook. Here's a. Here's I do a, play with it a lot. Here's a question. If you uh, close your eyes and try to picture the 90s either character or comic book, what is it? Todd McFarlane's Spider-Man. Oh, good one. Mine would be that X-Force with Cable where he's got the pouches in the pouches. And the tiny ballerina feet. <laughs> yeah. I believe his feet weren't visible in that one. So uh, for me, it, for me, it is of the uh, X-Men stuff. Hell like, yeah. It always like it always for some reason, 90s comics in general, 90s superhero. It always there's like a there's it just this old overarching thing it's just x-men yeah for sure everything else because uh the trials and tribulations of the (laughs) x-men really really uh shined in the 90s and i think that was i mean i know some people would disagree but to me that was like the best point of uh being an x-men fan Mm -hmm. you get x-men from every avenue cartoons action um, figures action figures comics comics it's true a movie eventually a movie eventually that people kept saying mel gibson was gonna play wolverine (laughs) when everyone i remember fucking glenn danzig was a big rumored guy really yeah are you serious (laughs) well He's short and muscular and That's angry. <laughs> I saw somebody saying that they or people saying they wanted um, for the new Wolverine, these eventual MCU Wolverine. Mm-hmm. They wanted uh, what the fuck's his name? The guy that he he was in Kingsman and he played Elton John in Rocketman, Taron oh. Egerton or yeah. whatever. They want him to play Wolverine. I'm like, he's too fucking pretty. Yeah. I'm gunning for um, young Eastwood. Oh, uh, yeah. I watched uh, Bobby Eastwood Jr. Yeah, I can't. I can't remember. Lil Eastwood, I believe, is his name. Yeah, that's yeah, Lil. That's his name on his SoundCloud album. Yeah, he had a little part in there, but I just watched the. He was in the what was it? Fast Eight, I think. Really? Yeah. yeah. How was he in that? He was good. He played a. He played a uh, like a one of the you know federal agents. Scott that, Eastwood. That's his name. That's his name. Very Scott good. Eastwood. Um, and you know he he plays kind of a smug prick. Yeah. You know, and I think I was like just I was watching his performance and I was watching his his presence and I go, all right, I got you. I'm, I'm gonna <laughs> gun for this guy to for to play Wolverine. He's short too. Wow. 
Wow, that's weird because Clint Eastwood's tall. It's uh, it's funny seeing him stand next to the rock. <laughs> Everybody looks small next to the rock. Oh, yeah. Except for me. The guy's a mountain. Yeah, that's, that's why he's called the rock. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll show myself out. <laughs> what was more devastating to you, the comic book crash or the stock market crash? <laughs> <laughs> um, Neither really made any, any mark impact on my yeah, <laughs> really. I was too poor for stocks and definitely too poor for comics back then. <laughs> Cash for clunkers kind of sucked for us because we couldn't afford a clunker after that because all of them were gone. Oh yeah, yeah. That's what very is true. like? I, I I have a strong feeling that that was the big threes idea. Could be what? Because I I feel like every you know ten years or so, ten fifteen years, there's the new like must get collectible. Like it used to be sports cards, mm-hmm. was comics, Beanie Babies. Then it was Beanie Babies, <laughs> Pogs. Then it was you know Star Wars. Is is would you say is is pops now? Like is that what it is now? Mm. Like. That's a very good, uh, I, th- I would not be surprised if that turned out to be a true assessment. I would say that like me being a uh, unbiased opinion guy, I would say that like Funko Pops and Marvel Legends are neck and neck. You think right. so? Well, like I guess the bigger, the, the what is what is the product that's pulling in outside people to buy and try to be like, I have this and now it's worth money. Ah, uh, ah. Uh, because like with like, uh, you know, sports cards, it wasn't necessarily sports cards. With comic book fan, it was like spectators, like people that didn't really know the comics, but they were like, right. I'm going to buy this issue of Batman getting his fucking back broken. It's going to be worth tens of hundreds of million dollars. I, I would say then, yeah, because of the price point of pops. Yeah. For pops what are, they are, especially. Yeah, pops are cheap. I can tell you from what I've seen, like that is such a fucking, and I'm not just saying out of my disgust <laughs> from Ace Comic Con, but it is such a fucking saturated market. It's, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But Funko is just like, I don't know, man. They're 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 like a giant. Well, I mean, how much does it cost to make one of those? Probably nothing. Yeah, probably like 50 cents. It's just a piece of molded plastic, a oh, piece yeah. of molded vinyl. Reused, know. reused stuff too. Like they reuse, they could probably reuse tons of mold and stuff like oh, that. Oh, the body yeah. mold is probably the same for 99% of the action figures. Maybe. And, and the stupid thing is, is, is there are pop figures that are worth stuff. Stupid amounts of money. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah. But once again, that kind of goes back to that. Um, what you were saying, Jeff, where like, you know, it has to be, you know, worth nothing to, yeah. to be worth something. And I don't know. It's just stupid. It's very <laughs> hard to design something to be collectible. Normally it has to happen on its own. Uh, the thing with pops too is like pops have given us like a, a, a collecting angle of things that no other company has done. Like there's no Beetlejuice yeah. action figures. Like the only way you can big trouble in little China, pretty much yeah. anything. Well, yeah. And that's, that's the weird thing. Like you read about licensing rights, like stuff with like NECA and playmates and stuff like that. It's like, so I'm, I'm guessing how it works is pop has the licensing right to make all these characters because nobody else is doing them like this. Right. So they can make literally every single thing in pop culture that you could possibly imagine mm-hmm. for 10 bucks. And there's literally something for everybody. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I think almost everybody I know owns at least one pop figure. Yeah, I have one. I have one. Oh, I, I, I have a bunch. <laughs> I think I have like 30 or something. You end up getting gifted one because I'm going to be like, oh, this person likes the show. I'll yeah. This little Funko. Very true. You like Game of Thrones. Here's a Game of Thrones. <laughs> Here's a pop Game figure. of Thrones vinyl blob that vaguely resembles a character. Yep. I have like Those dark soul eyes. <laughs> they are creepy. I have like Those almost every eyes. Ghostbuster pop figure. Oh yeah. So I mean that that that's another one. Like even now the Diamond Select they're still good, but you know there's a lot of drawback to the Diamond Select. Where uh, before Diamond Select there was the Maddie Collector or Mattel uh, thing, but before that we we didn't have anything. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't I don't know why because there's so much to draw from from that movie. Uh, Ninja Turtles. Yeah, Ninja Turtles is Ninja Turtles. Like the past like three or four years, we've hit like this strong stride towards getting like collectible Ninja Turtle figures and yeah. NECA and, and, and shit like that. Um, yep. So the nineties was a dark time, it was but a, I say that the companies probably learned their lesson from it. 
I hopefully I think so. And I think because even variant covers now are uh, limited. Well, and, and the the sad truth of it is, is if you have a bunch of comics from the 90s up until now, oh. um, even a lot of 80s stuff. I mean, don't don't look at it as your retirement nest egg. Like, no, because that's yeah. <laughs> just not how that works. Um, Collecting anything is a very risky thing. I know it, it depends on demand for it, which can change, especially within a generation. Mm-hmm. I know I've, I've kind of fallen for it a couple times, though, where like uh, like Captain America died. He yeah. got shot like I I got I, I got that issue right and I was like oh man and, <laughs> and I guarantee you could probably find it on eBay for like eight bucks probably mm, oh maybe eBay I was about to say I, I picked it up just because it was so monumental the um, death of the dream are you looking it up the uh no you can look it up I'll look it up the uh fuck. the book where uh Damien died right yep that was another one where people were like oh you don't want to miss this and like everybody <laughs> yeah, was buying it that. yeah the only book that I can think of that are probably going to be worth something that have come out recently is probably going to be uh the walking dead issue where Rick died Yes. Yeah. And the last issue. Uh-huh. Like that's another thing. Like that, that first Walking Dead issue, nobody knew it was going to be what it was. Right. So there's only so many copies made. And those lucky sons of bitches that saw that on the newsstand was like, you know what? I'm going to check this out. Yeah, I know. Right. And kept on to, held on to it. There's even through and through like, well, they didn't really start to kind of pop off until the show um, hit on AMC. That's when like literally the monumental streaks, like the first appearance of the governor and mm-hmm. the, uh, the death of the governor, like those ones skyrocketed in, in price. And it's just one of those things where like I was, I was, you know, I was a little pissed because yeah. I had been collecting comics for a while and it's just like, I didn't pick up the walking dead comics because it was just kind of one of those things. Like, I don't know. I already had this giant poll list. I don't want to add something else to it. Death of Captain America, five ninety nine. Five ninety nine. Oh yeah. The one I saw was eight bucks. So you're right on the, right on the nipple, right on the nipple. Uh, I'm just going to pay a bunch of kids to buy all of them and then rip them all up. <laughs> Yes, my my army of street urchins. <laughs> You're gonna be like that guy who had all those kids in the sewer with the alligator. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, the good news is, if you if you want uh, the Walking Dead, the final issue, you can still find relatively cheap. Mm-hmm. Uh, a nine point eight CGC one though is already going for sixty six seventy seven. Ooh, that's climbing up fast. So it's not that bad. Sixty six seventy seven. I'd pay that. It, do yeah, it, do it right now. Um, I don't want it. <laughs> you said you would. But I would if it was something that I wanted. I'd pay sixty. Do it, especially it's already CGC rated. Yeah, you're you're golden nowadays. That's kind of like the the, the staple. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter if you if you have the book. It has to be CGC rated for you to you know CGC on uh, money. Death of Rick is already going for three thirty four ninety eight. Hmm, that's not too bad. So wait, thirty four dollars ninety eight cents. Okay, so Just I mean, sure that's if <laughs> what we're talking about. If us talking about this made you go, you know what? I want to get in on this. I want to try. I would think those would probably be some good easy level. easy yeah. modes yeah. To, to hop on. Uh, Not am, too bad of an investment. I am curious though to type in and see what issue number one goes for. It was a uh, back when I was hot into collecting. It was it was up to past a grand. No kidding. Yeah. Well, and that's like um, wow. I can't even find it. It's crazy because I had 100 copies of it and I just threw them all away. <laughs> what? Well, wouldn't you like kick yourself? <laughs> yeah, I'd kick myself really hard into death. <laughs> I would roundhouse kick myself in the back of the head. <laughs> I can't even find the first issue on eBay. Really? Go on Wish. They'll they'll have it. <laughs> I type it in and like um it just says nice try nerd. Yeah, yeah. The like the the last issue comes up. It says first printing. I'm like I'm not looking for the first print. I'm looking for the first issue of Walking Dead. Well, fuck it. Fuck it. I gave up. You tried. I did. You could find the first issue of like Ninja Turtles too. That's also Really? Um, yeah, that's that's a that's a big one. <laughs> Silly goose. But unfortunately, I don't think I'm sitting on any uh, gold mines of comics and I'm not going to rush out and buy every first print issue like they did in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Everything. Everybody bought that image stuff up thinking like this is going to be worth a shit ton of money. <laughs> and it's not. 
Wrong idiot. Everything I have is just nostalgia purpose or memory pur- purpose. Yeah, I, I never bought to make a dollar off of like, yeah. comics. I just collect things because I want to read them or because they look cool. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. That's essentially. <laughs> that's why you have to you, do it. Like, you goddamn well know that I'm the guy that walks in and goes, "Oh wow, that looks that looks sweet. I'm gonna get this." <laughs> you know, and I don't care about points of articulation. Yeah, it just has to look good. That's. Uh, kind of what ended up happening with me because I, I like so many of my Marvel Legends and stuff were like I had mint on card. Yeah. And at one point, finally, I was just like, I'm not going to sell these like <laughs> at any point. I don't really think so. So I'm going to open them. Right. And so I hope the only one I haven't opened. Well, there, there's two, but I haven't opened my my pizza Spider-Man because he still goes for quite a bit. And yeah. if I find myself in a pinch. <laughs> That's your retirement Spider-Man. It's, my- <laughs> it's his 401k Spider-Man. <laughs> Yeah, here's here's where I'm going to make them real mad. I found an open pizza Spider-Man. So I have the open pizza Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. Good. Bring it over. We can play with it. Yeah, I could I could sell them right now for 75 smackaroos. <laughs> Fuck Ho- yeah, man. Ho- hopefully it's not a big pinch that you're in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully you just need some gas money yeah. for two weeks. <laughs> I just missed my uh, insurance payment. So. <laughs> yeah. God, don't do that. I think I might have to slap you. Yeah. A, la- a late payment's nothing in comparison. <laughs> <laughs> or there's like uh like i have the gamestop uh red hood from arkham knight that can go for, oh, yeah. for like 80 dollars. so these are sweet small pinches i'm in <laughs> very small pinches. just a little pinch to grow an inch really wanting a pizza pinch yeah <laughs> i want 80 dollars. i want wings pizza. i want wings with this pizza <laughs> <laughs> Gotta tip i want breadsticks <laughs> <laughs> and i want a two liter of cola no a liter of cola oh. a liter of cola <laughs> Maybe a new chair. Maybe, so. maybe, maybe, yeah, you know, maybe, maybe I will sell. So. <laughs> kind of desperate for a new chair. Hell yeah. Uh, I think that'll do it for this week's episode. I yes. Think. I, I think a, that'll more than do it. <laughs> I have a big announcement. Let's hear it. I think I'm going to take the plunge and uh, go all digital. Whoa. What? With, with my movie collection. What? Yeah. He's going to have a going out of business sale. Yep. No uh, shit. Yeah. Going digital sale. I Kapow, should say. has hit its uh, 90s uh, comic era and we're <laughs> about to claim bankruptcy. So I'm selling my Blu-rays. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but no, seriously, like uh, I recently just started doing the codes, you mm-hmm. know, going to Florida all the time. I, I need something to keep my sanity. And I found that uh, because I can take my movie collection everywhere I go, I watch movies a lot more. It's convenient. Yeah. Like I'll just pull it up, hit play, and like I've watched movies. God damn, I think I've worked my way through my collection um, a good amount. Wow, that and you know we got all that that sweet storage space in the living room, and I'm like, man, we put glass doors on here. I could fit so many more hot toys. <laughs> <laughs> That's something that will never be digital. <laughs> nope. But Until yeah. the holographic hot toys come out. The hunk. <laughs> <laughs> you can have a, a fight with each other. Yeah. <laughs> you can hit a button and they'll pose anyway. Oh my god! No creases in the costume. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, yeah. I uh, seriously, I might be selling my Blu-ray collection. So if you know me and you follow me on Facebook, I would suggest look out. They'll, they'll, they'll be cheap. <laughs> Hell yeah, five, like five dollars. There's certain ones I'll be keeping. Yeah, for collector purposes. Can, so, I, can I have the download codes for the digital copies too? Uh, actually, no, they're used. <laughs> uh, Gen- gently used. Y- you may have already answered this in last week's episode because I know you guys talked about it. Uh-huh. Uh, so are you picking up the the five hundred and whatever dollar? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Um, <laughs> MCU collector set. Because we 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 talked. Yeah, we did talk about it. <laughs> 
there was there was a discussion. There was a discussion about it. In the house or like on the show? On the show. Oh, I thought like you and Janelle sat down. Oh, and you're <laughs> like, oh no, listen, no. listen. I well, here's the thing, right? Is like they released Phase One and Two collections, and like you got stuff with that. Like you got a a briefcase with a tesseract that like lit up, and you know a bunch of other cool stuff. And then you know Phase Two came out, and they had the, it was the orb with the power stone and a bunch of other cool stuff. And they stopped doing them. And then this like five hundred dollars set is going to come out, and you essentially get nothing with it. Mm-hmm. And it's just I I just don't see the point. I have all the movies. I don't feel the need to like get this collection. It's just it, for me, it's just not there. I just don't see the point of me spending five hundred dollars on movies I already have yeah. for essentially nothing. Yeah. yeah, it just doesn't make sense. It's not financially smart. Yes, you could buy two hot toys for I that. I could, yeah, <laughs> or one massive hot toy. Hulkbuster. <laughs> Hulkbuster. Actually, that's like a thousand dollars. So yeah. You could buy half of a Hulkbuster with I that could, money. Yeah, I could buy the, the uh, uh, accessory kit. <laughs> could buy Hulk and, and Thor. You could. Be sure to check <laughs> us out every week on the Pod Bros Podcasting Network. You can find our show and tons of other fantastic shows every week. They got a little something for everybody over there. We also have a YouTube channel where we have toy hunting, unboxing, and reviews. And our show is also up on YouTube a day early, nonetheless. Head on over there, subscribe. We're also running a contest so you can win a Hulk versus Wolverine two-pack from the Marvel Legends Marvel 80th anniversary set. It's a tongue twister. <laughs> I was about to say, you made it through it. Uh, you can also check us out on Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, iHeartRadio, kind of, Google Play, <laughs> iTunes. seven episodes. Um, all, all pretty much wherever podcasts are listened to. Uh, we also have t-shirts that you can purchase over on tpublic.com. We got four new designs up. Four. Each one's better <laughs> than the last. Yes. Four of them. <laughs> There's a, a, a special Halloween one, which looks fantastic. It's extra spoopy. Uh, we also have uh, the, the Kapowcast Superhero K logo. We also have the neon lights. And we I have like uh, Don't Be a Beast, Wear a Shirt. It's finally <laughs> happened. After multiple petitions. <laughs> you guys spoke. We gave it to you. Um, I want to give a little backstory. Can I get on underwear that. made of those? I don't know. Okay, I'll make yeah, it for look. you. Yeah, the, the the neon lights logo. Nobody knows this except I think us. Mm-hmm. When we did press for a com- uh, Motor City last or this year, this year, right? This yeah. year, um, Mike had said something. We walked past a, a a booth where somebody had made like neon artwork, like in Photoshop, and he's like, "Hey, can you make a neon Kapowcast?" And I was like, "Yeah, maybe." And then I did it, and I was like, "Oh, we're gonna put Yay. this on a shirt." <laughs> <laughs> that is legitimately how it. Happened. That's how it all went down. Serendipity. It was, a, it was a happy accident. <laughs> there's a there's no actual creative like meetings. It's just somebody <laughs> says something in passing and then it happens a few days later. Um yep. We also have a Patreon account that you can go on over and donate and help keep this ship afloat. <laughs> this shit afloat. <laughs> a ship of fools. Uh help, help me keep my Blu-rays. <laughs> <laughs> help Tony keep his Blu-rays. <laughs> go to patreon.com slash kapowcast. Slash save the Blu-rays. <laughs> save the Blu-ray. <laughs> Uh, thank you to our continued monthly donators, donatees, donors, donatrons, donors, donors, Charlie Robbins, Chrissy Vance, Janelle Kozlowski, Angel Jody, and Jeremy Brown. When you call them donors, it makes it sound like they're giving us their blood. They are. One, one day I might have to ask them for it. That's true. When we're done selling blood and semen. <laughs> Not mixed together. <laughs> Maybe yours isn't. <laughs> Looks like Canada's special sauce. Uh, mayo, mayo, and ketchup. No. All dressed up. <laughs> and nowhere no, to go. No. <laughs> Two pump chump. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, on that note. On that note. Until next time, I am Mike. I'm Tony. And I am Jeff. Don't be a beast. Wear a shirt. <laughs>